0: What is happening, Whisper Nation? Big Travy here, as promised, going live, talking some running back trust issues. Some guys you may be having a hard time coming to grips on, um, determining if you're going to be drafting those guys based on what's going on. We're going live with Stepmom Lauren. That's at Stepmom Lauren. If you're not subscribed, guys, subscribe to us on YouTube. The link is in the bio. We would appreciate it. We know you'd love the content. And she's on here right now. There she is. Hello. Hi, stepmom Lauren. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you? I have missed you guys. It feels like forever since I was able to join the Whisper Nation. Hello, everybody.
0: Well, we we love you. you we know. Oh. Lights out in here. Hi,
1: but oh, lights out. Hey. Lights out. <laughs> Don't worry, I got a fire. I, I can light your
0: way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah.
1: Hey, you're welcome. My
0: pleasure. Um. Yeah. No. So you've been over there big time, and on us. If if the Whisper Nation doesn't know, <laughs> stepmom Lauren is now an official writer for the Fantasy Footballers. So congratulations. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much. It. I am. It's. It's kind of surreal. I love it. It's. It's such an amazing environment and an atmosphere. And there were. So many applicants that I know applied, and all of these are amazing, wonderful fantasy researchers, advisors, experts. So I feel so honored that I was chosen to be a part of the team, and it, it's been a whirlwind. I, I absolutely love it, but that doesn't mean I get—I can't be with you guys with the Whisper Nation. I love you guys. Well, it's we appreciate.
0: Yeah, we appreciate, it and we're all about you growing. We knew you, you. We knew you were special. We knew you were headed for big things, and we. We wish you the best. So. Oh, you're very We're sweet. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah. it.
1: I appreciate it. And now the fantasy footballers are stuck with me. So now they're kind of like, "Wow, this girl's crazy too." Wow. What did we, what did we my get into? It's All over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh well.
0: Yeah. Oh, well. They're having. Are they having buyer's remorse over there? Or no? You don't I don't
1: know. think so. I don't think so. they' Well, I hope not. I'm just gonna pretend like they don't. And be like they love me.
0: Shh. Of course <laughs> they do. Yeah. Of Who course. doesn't? Exactly. Who that is a doesn't? that is a great point. Well, here's a couple guys that we may not love all the way. Maybe not all of them. Uh, We're having some trust issues with them, so I want to dive in. You wrote an awesome article for us. It's up on the website now, thefantasywhispers.com, and it's these trust issue running backs. So we're going to dive into them a little bit and maybe go a little bit beyond the article. Hold on real
1: quick. I'm sorry. Seth, yes, I am your aunt. Hi. Hi, honey. My nephew's here. Hi, Bill. Love you. (laughs) Sorry, I decided to throw that out there. I apologize. Continue.
0: The comments are going wild over here, so I'm just trying to – yeah. Uh, So, anyways, we're going to dive into these uh, four running backs. You discussed them in this article. We're going to go a little more in-depth on those trust issues with those. And uh, why don't we just start off at the top here with Dalvin Cook. This is a guy – he's the highest ADP of all four guys we're going to talk about right now. He overcompensated, injured his hamstring, was out of these games. But if you look at the games that he did play, and especially that last month of the year, Lauren, he, had, he was averaging over 15 carries, 103 all-purpose yards, and 18.1 fantasy points per game, which made him the RB7 in PPR formats. So for me, I'm excited because I think that in that second year, we're going to see him actually bounce back, get healthy, and get strong. And I actually love this outlook. And I think that Dalvin Cook's ADP right now, if you're drafting right now, you got to be licking your chops, but unfortunately, we're not drafting right now. so
1: we're not yet. And ADPs always changed. So right. this is, again, it's early. you know like, we're not really going into the you know August draft scene yet. So again, it, it's, it's going to be kind of relative, you know until we can really hammer down some numbers. But, but just like you said, Dalvin Cook is a beast. He is an awesome running back. He is a pass catching running back. He is a line of scrimmage running back. He is nimble. He is fast. And like you mentioned, the number one thing for him is his rival is gone. And his rival was not Latavius Murray. His rival was John Filippo. He's gone. He's out. Bye bye. So when he got fired after week 14, let me just reference my numbers, make sure I have them correct. After week 14, he went for 19 rushing attempts, 136 yards, and two touchdowns. His average before that week under DiFilippo was 11 and a quarter yards. This is average over eight games. I think it was like something, 40 yards a rush on average per game. That's it, and no touchdowns. So as soon as Filippo's out, here comes Dalvin Cook, because guess what? He's really good. And I am so excited about what he can do. And I oh, like you said about his ADP, I hope it drops. I hope <laughs> yeah. it drops. Yeah, that would be great. He could be such a steal, and especially for those folks who are going to be drafting later in the rounds. There is so much meat, and there is so much just juicy picks that are waiting for you at that end. Like, I do have an article up with the Fantasy Footballers about how much I love David Johnson. And then Dalvin Cook is going to be another one in the late second round. But like you said, if he rises, if you've got a couple back-to-back picks, you could get literal stud running backs back-to-back and be set. I love it. I We're talking love
0: about him. a guy that's so skilled. He, he could end up top five, top ten. You wouldn't be surprised. Italy. So it, not surprised Rome. at all he has room for his ADP to rise and still be a value in my opinion. And in your opinion, I think we're both on the same page with this guy. I like what you did in the article you wrote for us on the FantasyWhispers.com. You put a little risk rating on each of these guys. Let the whisper nation kind of know which guys uh, you, you know, you're more uh, confident in as far as that risk factor. He
1: is a solid 10. And I think in my article, I said a solid 10. I'm so excited to draft him. I can't wait to have him on my team. Solid, solid 10. I love him. Now, of course, you can never predict injury, and he does have that injury history related to him. So, of course, there's always going to be that X factor. But as far as trust, he has gotten healthier. He's gotten stronger. And I, I really do believe that he is going to be a sneaky, huge top ten, possibly top five running back this year because of the situation that he's in. I mean, I he's running back, too. Because, okay, so last year he had Latavius Murray, right? Which, he's no slouch, granted. He's got – Amir Abdullah. Yeah. Right behind him. Yeah. Really? That's not striking okay. the fear
0: into any owners. No, or that, I, I'm,
1: not, I'm not shaking in my boots over here, no. like worrying about Amir Abdullah. And then the other guy was what? Michael Boone, I think. Yeah, Michael yeah. Boone is yeah. going to be the who other is, running who back. Has, this who is, has some legal vacuum. trouble
0: himself. So, Boone may not, spicy. Yeah, so there's, so, there's mm. some stuff going on there. We've got some engagement in the comments here. Why, bruh, JC, thanks for joining. He says, if he's in round two, I'm snapping. We would love him to be in, like we're saying, in that stay in round two, please. Please. Uh, because not just me, not just Stepmom Lauren, but all Whisper Nation could be, you know, cashing in on that value. And our own Johnny Game Time Hicks is here saying he has the number two overall pick selection. He's wondering which pick, if you had in a 12-team league, you had the second overall um, pick selection, which pick would you want to pick from in drafts right now?
1: Which, which player would I want to pick?
0: No, it's, it's which pick would you want to have? So you have the – let's say one gets taken off the board. Where would you want to pick from in the snake draft?
1: In a 12 team, I would want to be at the 11th position. Is that what you're asking?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's where yeah. I want to be. I want to be – in a 12 team, I want to be anywhere from 10 to 12. Um, in a 10 team, I want to be anywhere from the 8 to 10. That's where I would love to pick this year. Uh, there's so much, there's so much value right there. It's unbelievable. And you can snatch up some really good players because then if you look at fantasy football calculators, ADP, there are also some people that are coming up on the opposite side of that, that still have a ton of value as well. So picking late this year is actually in your favor. It's not, it's not a detriment to you because you can go back to back with some studs that I think other people may overlook because of injury history and because of recency bias with other players.
0: I think we could have a year of a comeback here. That's what I'm hoping for. I know the NFL gets violent, a lot of injuries, but I'm hoping for the year of comeback. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of guys there that are sitting there like we discussed. And going from your confidence in Dalvin Cook at a 10, we go to a guy you're not very confident at all in, in Derrick Henry. His ADP right now is at 4.02. Tennessee has been stating that they want to work this offense around him. And now they've done a couple things to make that happen. They changed offense. Well, obviously, Matt LaFleur took the job in Green Bay. They hired their tight ends coach to go ahead and take over. And if you're looking at Derrick Henry at the end of the year, everybody wants to talk about, well, what about the Jacksonville game? If you take that out, that's fine. Take that out. And he was still the RB4 in PPR format, scoring 19.2 points per game the last three weeks of the season. So I'm still about Henry. He took that time. He looked at his film during their bye week. He came back, and it looks like the Titans maybe, maybe have finally bought in to working this offense around Derrick Henry.
1: Uh, you know what? They tried to do this since 2016, and that is the only reason why I have reservations is because they have been trying, sort of-ish. You know, you know, they go and pick up Dion Lewis, and they make all these weird changes, and they're like, we really want to work in Derrick Henry, and then they never work in Derrick Henry. And then finally – he gets this explosiveness in week 14, and they realize, oh, my gosh, wow, we really do have a bell cow running back. Who knew? We all knew. We all knew <laughs> that it was there. Yeah. So my, my first my first gut, you know, knee-jerk reaction is to be they're going to do the exact same thing that they did the last however many years, since 2016. They're going to do the same thing going into 2019. However, with the addition of the new offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, I do think that they are going to work it in because he has been so adamant about saying that Derrick Henry has so many talents. He's a pass catcher. He's line of scrimmage. He can work into any single scheme that he can come up with. So that does give me some confidence. I, I put him on a trust factor here of six and a half. And the reason why I have him at six and a half is solely personal because I know they've been trying to work him into the offense for so long that, like, I don't know. I don't have that confidence in him like I think other people may have. I think Adam Rank from the NFL Network really likes him this year. I'm I'm not sold on it. I'm not 100% I would sold say on
0: it. He's always yes. a guy that the consensus, you know, rankers out there want to love. And so how many years are we going to do this before yeah. he's, you know, the boy who cried wolf each time? So I, I think know. that that's. That's definitely what's making it hard. But I'll tell you right now, I think his risk is built in in that 4.04 ADP that he's at right now because you're getting down there, and there's some other big question marks down there in that ADP. This is a guy that could literally turn around, and if anybody in this league can handle 30, 50 carries a game, obviously not 50, it's Derrick Henry. He's a beast yeah. of a dude. So we love that. I uh, just want to so say I hi think to some... I
1: have him. So just real quick, I think I have what I saw. I could be totally wrong because I looked at numbers all day today, and my brain is semi-fried. But I saw him going in a half-point PPR at uh, two eleven is what I saw him going at. So oh, wow. eleventh pick, yeah, in the second round. I wonder if Let's that ADP sure. is just
0: got. I mean, I put these notes together the other day, so I'm sure the ADP could have even rose from there.
1: I mean, yeah, that's I, that's
0: pretty crazy. I
1: don't, I don't know. I don't see him now, but that's okay. But either way. Yeah, I I have no problem taking him if the value is
0: perfect. Yeah, exactly. That's the value's right.
1: I don't have a problem taking him, but I'm not going to reach for him. And um, there, the fantasy footballers have a truth episode where they talk about like the truth of the numbers last year, as opposed to looking at everything combined. Um, I think he's headed in the right direction. Do I think around four? I think that's a good spot for him. Round two, no, that's too expensive for me. There are so many other options that you can get. But you know what? Trade for him if you can. Get yeah. rid of some of those players that don't have the kind of value moving into moving into the season, the 2019 season. Trade for him. Package yeah. him. Package someone up in a deal and go get him because he is worth to have on your roster. Just not super expensive in your draft.
0: Yeah, he's one of those lottery tickets that if you can get him in the fourth, he could once again he could be a league winner this year. That's how Absolutely. that's the upside he's got. And yeah. So we're looking in these comments here. Sion for Raw. Thanks for joining us. Austin, thanks for joining us. Uh, Sion says here, Derrick Henry is the guy I'm going to hype up to my league so that they make him, so that they take him, and I can get the guy I really want. Not a bad strategy. Perfect. Not a bad strategy strategy. unless he unless he hits. (laughs) Then you're. (laughs) (laughs) Then
1: you're. (laughs) (laughs) always goes. yeah. That's fantasy, fantasy, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's fantasy. Austin says
0: the new Jay Ajayi. That's that's some that's some tough love there.
1: That is interesting. I like, I like that comparison. That does kind of make sense. I see where you're coming from. Yeah.
0: But a lot of hype coming like, into the year, but he doesn't seem to, to ever really come to full fruition on but, that hype.
1: But here's the difference. Jay Ajayi really hasn't ever been in an offense that has really supported him as a running back. I mean – I, I mean, and him as a bell cow running back. I mean, look what happened in Miami. Adam Gase was like, you didn't invite me to your birthday party. I am not going to run you in the game. In fact, I'm going to keep you home when we go on the road. I mean, that's the kind of environment that J.H.I. had to be in. Yeah. Derrick Henry has the potential to be in a completely different offense. I tell you what, if, they, on him.
0: if they're going to be in the not smart business of telling the entire league, what they're going to do and give Derrick Henry the ball a million times, I'll sign up for that. Um, but only at that ADP. So, Moving on, we're looking at a guy who's also around that same area as Derrick Henry, and that's Devonta Freeman. So he's at the 404 spot. Freeman or Henry was at the 402, based on these notes. So um, my big thing here is Coleman's gone. So a couple years ago, they paid Freeman to be their big time back. He's had some spotted health issues over this time, but Coleman now has, has now walked. They didn't do a lot to try and keep him. Yes, I know Ito Smith exists. I know he's there. But we saw Ido Smith. We saw kind of what he could be. Freeman is a guy – very few running backs are better on first down running for, for yardage than um, Freeman. And if we look at this guy, he's only a couple years removed from getting 73 catches in 2015. So with Dirk Cutter coming in, I was initially scared because Dirk Cutter is a guy that has always aired it out. He's never really relied on a running back. But I think if I'm looking at this, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn, defensive-minded head coach, I think he's really going to try and lean in that run. The money is there for them to commit to him. Uh, if he stays in the fourth round, Freeman is another value. What say you, stepmom Lauren, about Devonta and, Freeman?
1: I love Devonta Freeman, and it might be like a fool me once, shame on you know you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me thrice, shame on me. Whatever, <laughs> I don't know. I really what is really what is like the Devonta fool Freeman.
0: me four times? What is that?
1: I uh, that's I. I think a black hole just opened up in my brain trying to think about that. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know some smart Latin people. You figure it out. I have no <laughs> idea. So here's here's what I know based on how they finished. Right. So they finished seven and nine, and they were twenty seventh ranked in the in the run game. I mean, that's horrific. So I understand you have someone like George Cutter who has a really pass-heavy game. He likes to air out the football. That's fine. But you can't air out the football with consistency or production and first-down efficiency and points unless you have some kind of run game to spread the field. And they missed that in Freeman when he was injured. They only averaged 98.3 yards a game when he was gone last season. They need a run game. And he has gotten all of the – okay, just real quick. So he had the potential to come back last season in the playoffs if the Falcons would have actually made it to the playoffs. Alas, they did not. So he was actually healthy. So he's had a ton of time to get his mind right, get himself focused. I mean, he's never really had off-field issues. He's not that kind of person. But getting yourself healthy, getting yourself back into that, I got a chip on my shoulder, and that's how Dan Quinn sees him. He has something to prove. Devonta Freeman wants to come in and run the Rock for this football team to win. And I think that's what they're going to do. And who else do they have? Ido Smith. Sure, he's an athletic beast. He's awesome. But he's not Devonta Freeman. He didn't get it done with Tevin Coleman when Freeman was out. So, sure, he's going to have an uptick in play. He's going to have more touches because Coleman is gone. However, this is going to be Freeman's backfield, and he's going to have the one to own it. So, barring injuries, I think he's going to be healthier this year. He's had a lot more time off than he has in the past. I think he's really going to take it, and I really, really like him. That's why my trust in him is at eight and a half, because I like him a lot. The yeah, only thing I do work, yeah, go ahead.
0: And he's still younger. I mean, he's still not an older yes. back And because of the time exactly. off, if you really want to discount the age, you can because of some of the extra time off he's had because of injury. So, what do you got in there, huh?
1: Not sure? water.
0: <laughs> sure. Water
1: with lemon.
0: Yeah. So, uh, still- from the comments here, why, Ry- bro, JC asks, do you think the Falcons are going to draft a touchdown vulture? Interesting case here, mm. but I think that Freeman is that back that's built to be their goal line back. If they bring in a big bruiser back, yes, you'd have to be worried about a full-blown committee with some spell stuff here. I think they have other needs, especially on the defensive end. I don't see them doing a lot of draft capital on running backs, especially in this class, which uh, you know me and Johnny just talked about in the rookie uh, running back episodes. It's, it's kind of a weaker running back class this year. And so uh, if you guys missed that episode, go check it out on YouTube. The link is in our bio. You can check that out there. But I don't, I don't see the Falcons drafting a running back here. I think they, they committed all that money, like we said a couple years ago, to Freeman. They wanted him to be the guy.
1: Right. And I think and just to piggyback off what you said, too, if, if they make that decision and go ahead and go for a kind of running back, they're going to want to target somebody who's going to help give pass protection for Matt Ryan. And I don't think it's going to be someone who is going to be so heavily utilized in the run game when they already have someone like Devonte Freeman. They already have Ido Smith that's there who, are, who has some playing time, has the reps, has the snaps. If they're going to go in that direction, I believe it's going to be more for pass protection than it would necessarily be to run the football. So more fullback-ish, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, I'm not I sure. But agree. I just don't – I don't see them going, going that way in, in the draft either. I agree.
0: Yeah. So going to our last guy, and this is maybe the guy you're the least confident on all the way through. In fact, I believe, little secret, secret, little whisper, this guy may be a bust candidate for you. We're talking Leonard Fournette, current ADP at 3.02. I would really like you to start this off because I know that you're concerned about a guy we talked about earlier in John D. Filippo.
1: Yes, and that is the biggest problem for me. Do not get me wrong, folks. Don't at me and like start throwing shade <laughs> at me. Don't slide in. A I love Leonard Fournette. I do love him. And the problem is not Leonard Fournette. It's not his off-field issues. He went to a training camp in Wyoming to like get his mind right and be focused and train. He's not going on vacation. <laughs> you know, do I get it. I get it. I get it. He's not taking all those stepmom do.
0: Lauren vacations.
1: No, he's not going to Mexico. What's wrong with you? Just saying. <laughs> But, no, I mean, he's not. And he's, he's focusing on getting entirely into the game. He's, he's working on getting healthy. I get it. But it has nothing to do with Leonard Fournette, unfortunately. What it has to do with is John Filippo. That's it. Like I said, with Dalvin Cook, he completely crushed the man. He is a pass-heavy offensive coordinator who comes into this league throwing the ball. And I am not convinced. I heard a couple people, Adam Wright from the NFL Network, who have told me – sorry, but I didn't mean to call you out. But, um, I mean, they do believe that because he was fired from Minnesota for not running the ball enough – he was the offensive quarter for, quarter for coordinator, easy for you to say, for the Minnesota Vikings before he came on to the Jags. So, like, oh, maybe he learned his lesson because, you know, he didn't run the ball enough, and that's what Zimmer wanted. And, you know, they have Dalvin Cook, and that's fine. Let's look at history. Literally, since 2016, he has been on three different teams, and he has been – the offensive coordinator for three different teams. These are their numbers. 2016, 38% run game versus the pass game for the Browns. 2017, when he was with the Super Bowl-winning Eagles, he lucked out on this one. 40% run game versus the pass. And then last year, they only ran 37% of the ball when you have someone like Dalvin Cook, who, granted, did miss a little bit of time because of injury, but he played 11 games. So where what is happening right now? What is going to convince me that he is suddenly going to have this huge change of heart and be like, you know what, Leonard Fournette, you're my boo. Let's make this happen. No. He came into this offense to fix the quarterback position. Blake Bortles is gone. So now they have Nick Foles, which makes perfect sense for the Jaguars. They needed this pass fix. Their pass catching game needed Band-Aids. They need stitches. They need Vicodin. They need everything. (laughs) So they got it. But this is going to be at the expense of Leonard Fournette, which is funny. He's actually quoted as saying he wants to run the football more than anybody else, but he's not going to do X, Y, and Z at the expense of winning games. Guess what you did? You did not run the ball at the expense of winning your games. So I don't believe that he's suddenly going to be like, oh, I love running. (laughs) I've always loved running. What are you talking about? No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And he's going to get buried. People are going to draft him so high, believing this hype that comes in about this guy. And he may have some good games, he's not going to be consistent the way that you want to draft. And you're, those first-round draft picks, first through five, those need to be consistent players that you know are going to get you points. You can plug and play them. You don't have to worry about it. He is not going to be one of them, in my opinion. Sorry I'm very heated and animated about it, if you can't No, tell.
0: <laughs> listen, I, I tend to want to agree with you because I just don't want to trust him. But my issues are more – on his injury scare, and and this guy has just and been a guy that very has true. not been able to stay on the field, and not just injury. I mean, last year due to injury and immaturity, Fournette, he only played in eight games. So and he and he dropped. Which down i never
1: th- understood why do you punch somebody else in the head with a bare knuckle? To when a have a helmet on. It's I mean so hockey. Stupid. I get it because <laughs> yeah, hockey players yeah. at are at least insane. it'll land.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Whatever, yeah. hockey players are insane, and it's encouraged. In the NFL, it is not. What were you thinking, running onto the sideline? I don't even know.
0: Clearly, wasn't thinking because uh, no, yeah.
1: So, and that's why he's in Wyoming to get. But broken. my thing is, is we've seen this
0: guy be successful, and to your point about the passing game, he's been pretty successful in the passing game. He had thirty-six uh, receptions in that twenty seventeen year. So in that 2017-year 36 question, last year, if he plays all 16, I know he only played eight, and you're going to tell me he's injury prone. I just said that. But if he plays all 16, that's about 44 receptions. So I really think that there is room for him to have some upside. I just have a problem with his ADP continuing to sneak up. It's at 3.02 right now. We know it's going to be in the middle, if not uh, beginning of the second round, where guys in the past, like Gurley in their – Bounce back years have been, you know. This is where people take a chance. I
1: still won't touch him in the third round. If he falls to me in like the seventh, I'd be like, meh, dumpster dive. Sure, maybe I'll take it. I yeah. still don't like it. Someone just asked what his ADP is.
0: Yeah, so and, I had um, his, 3.02 when I wrote these I do notes. Too. Yeah, so.
1: Yeah, it's around the third round. That's still too high for me. I mean, the whole yeah. thing is too high. I don't want to touch him. I want nothing to do with it because I know it's going to be a huge stress factor, and I'm going to do the same thing like I did with David Johnson last year, and I'll be like, he's so good. I have to play him. Yeah. And then, like, eh. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, ugh, I, I, I don't know, even want to deal with the headache. There's other and, players and you, at that position that you can draft at, like, a wide receiver. At that time, you don't have to rely Agreed. on him to be one of your stud running backs.
0: Agreed, I, agree. I I agree with that. So we have Henry over Fournette here in the comments. We're asked, we're being asked about uh, Sony Michelle and his ADP and how we feel about Sony Michelle. I uh, I love Sony Michelle this year. I think any running back that is the the guy who's at the goal line for the Patriots offense is an extreme touchdown upside back. Um, so right now, I think he's on extreme value. I think uh, Sony's ADP is in the fourth round, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it's what I'm the looking at right third. now.
1: This is at this is based on half point PPR for the fantasy football calculator. Half point PPR, he is 306.
0: Okay, so beginning of that third round. Yeah. I still like him there. I still think he's going to have great uh, upside that in disagree. that spot. That's what you
1: disagree. You don't like him? No. I don't. And don't this like is Sony? only a, this is only a personal thing for me. I do love Saint Michelle, but I also love James White. And yeah. it is so very difficult for me to – difficult, excuse me, for me to trust any of the New England Patriots' backfield because they're, it's so unpredictable. And that's just a credit to how good Bill Belichick is. But it is so hard for me to use that third-round draft pick on a guy that I'm not, it, that, that I'm not 100% oh, – you think you're 100% sure – is going to be able to give you consistent points. If he falls to me later – then I would, I would look at it. And luckily I am in a, quite a few leagues that are 10 players as opposed to 12, which makes a huge difference. Right. But that's still too expensive for me for Sonny Michelle. But, again, that is a personal thing that I have because I don't know how to predict the New England backfield. And I don't know how to predict Belichick. And nobody does. That, well, otherwise he wouldn't have, uh, like, 3,000 Super Bowls.
0: Yeah, and I agree. I just see that the way the Patriots used him when they were in the playoffs, the way they used Sonny Michelle, they continued to pound the rock. Very few teams. I think they were the third most in rushing plays last year. They're going to run the football, especially yes. as Brady gets older. They're going to continue to run the football. Sony Michelle is an asset, and James White is going to be I... an asset.
1: Brady doesn't get old. <laughs> he doesn't he's even
0: okay. look old.
1: I love you, not Brady. I'm kidding. I'm not uh, even a Patriots fan. He's, he's like the so Benjamin pretty. Button
0: of the league.
1: He's so pretty. <laughs> he's a real pretty man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll come no, back to but I agree. Come back. No, I I totally agree. It's just hard for me personally to trust. But it, I mean, it's up to you. That's it's your team. You do you. But that's just me. I have I have trouble with Sony. Yeah, without. this
0: is a this is a good point. Bleacher Ball says they are going to integrate the run game more with the loss of Gronk. I also think that's a good point. They did pick absolutely.
1: Up, that's a per. That's a great point.
0: Yeah, they did pick up ASJ today. But I do I do think that that's a the case. Did they really? I
1: didn't see that. Yeah, they picked up Austin Sevier Jenkins. Yeah. Ooh. He yeah, signed could it be, today. oh, I know. that could be a super Twit- sneaky flyer. I know. <sighs> Twitter
0: was going off today. and these I guys,
1: love ASJ. Actually, I
0: think it was Nate Hamilton was like, I can't wait I to see all the hype. Him. So uh, ASJ was a guy I always wanted to like. You know, I picked him up a couple times in his stints. And uh, you get him with Brady. I mean, if that guy stays healthy, oh the gosh. touchdown upside there is unreal. Oh,
1: my gosh. He is an absolute athletic monster in the red zone and in the end zone. He would be touchdown dependent. Absolutely. I completely get that. Yeah. But the tight end position is a dumpster fire. So right, why exactly. not take so a exactly. flyer on ASK? And I don't think
0: even – like, how high is his ADP really going to get? People are still going to, like, yes, of course, Brady's tight end is going to get some hype, but in this tight end landscape, it's not going to yeah. be that same trust as Gronk. So, hopefully, uh, you, can take some, you can take a flyer on ASJ. Well, Stepmom Lauren, I just want to thank you. This was an awesome episode. Great interaction from the Whisper Nation. We appreciate, appreciate you guys showing up and showing out. And we appreciate Stepmom Lauren, as always, joining us over here. Uh, just wanted Thank to let you. you tell the Whisper Nation where they can catch you.
1: You can catch me almost anywhere at Stepmom Lauren. So if you go onto YouTube and search Stepmom Lauren, you'll find my channel pop right up. I'm on Instagram at Stepmom Lauren. I am on Twitter at Stepmom Lauren. I'm on Facebook slash Stepmom Lauren. Um, I'm also in Adam Rank's comments, and I think next week I actually might be on his rank book live if he does that. I think I might be on there. You can find my articles with you guys
0: Ayo. and
1: also with with Pig Pigskin, and I am also now a writer for the Fantasy Footballers, so you yeah. can find all my work there. I tweet about it, I put it on Instagram, and I put it on my Facebook page, so I'm kind of all over the place. Also, might be um, co-podcasting with uh, Ball Blast with Kate. Um, that's going to be exciting. That should come out in a couple weeks, too, so I'll be all over the place. I'll let they you do gra- know. They but, do great yeah, stuff. Warren. Yeah.
0: I just just downloaded uh, ball blast last week, been listening to them. Uh, some good stuff over there. Great ladies. They're hilarious. I love those
1: ladies. It's gonna be it's gonna be a hot, mess, fun. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't Can't wait. wait. That's That's gonna be great. So
0: much fun. Well, thanks so much again, Lauren. Thank you, Whisper Nation, and we're out. I'm Big Travy. That's Stepmom Lauren. You guys have a great day.